TNE Network. Jared. I'm doing good, Chris. Yeah. Warm. It's so nice I'm in warm here. Warm and cozy on this cold and dark February evening. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to just settling into this album. This is like Man, this my is pace. a warm hug right now. Yeah. This is we've had a long weekend. Yeah. Congrats to uh two former guests of this show. Right. Steve and Kate. Just tied the knot. Way to go, kids. Fantastic. I say she's beautiful. I think she's beautiful. She's, I think she's something else. She's something else. Something Steve, else. you done good. Yeah. Kate, you done good. Oof, so oh, many smiles. Done good. Yeah, man. So you know we've had our fill of of wine, women, and song for the for the weekend. Yeah. Time to just cool out, man. Let's just soak in this Dolby sound. Listen to this album that I know my mom listened to the shit out of yeah. when I was growing up and while she was growing up. I mean, nineteen seventy here. Talking about 1970 mm-hmm. with Elton John's second album, self-titled. Yeah. Strong move, too. You know, For the second one, yeah. Yeah. First one was Empty Sky. Came right. out in 1969, 10 months before this one came out. Unless you're an American and it was like six years after this one came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We always get in the shaft that way. Well, and there, there's, we will get into that, man. There's a little bit of shenanigans with labels and rights. Always. Yeah. Um. This has a lot of crossover too. A lot of talent from other artists around this time mm-hmm. are doing some production and playing on this album as well. That, and I think I know why. Well, who wouldn't want to? But I mean, Elton wasn't—he hadn't really blown up yet. Uh, this was about that time he had that really famous show at the Roxy. Yeah, that just killed everybody, and that was to promote this record. But uh, this record wasn't. Oh jeez, wasn't necessarily meant to be a record. Really, I don't know if you came across that. Today. No, it was uh, the 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 producer Dudgeon. Uh, yeah, Gus, Gus Gus Dudgeon. Gus Dudgeon. Uh, it was like uh, they just wanted a really snazzy, fancy demo package to try to sell these songs to other artists. No way. Yeah, kind of like the uh, like uh, the Sia album, Thousand Forms of Fear. They, right, those were okay. her demos for like Rihanna and Adele and all the yeah. shits. Yeah. This was a really, keep them. yeah, this was just a really nice demo. Like, wouldn't you like to record these songs? Yeah. And some people did. Did they, was it that attitude while they were recording them or that? Yeah, that's that, what the, that's what Gus says. Okay. Like that was their aim. And like, they weren't, it wasn't really like this album that was meant to break him in the States like it did. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, there was definitely a lot of enthusiasm going into recording this album. It seemed like everybody was on board. They got, mm-hmm. They got a cream great crew. Cream of the crop. Top oh, of the yeah. Pups. Top of the pups. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I don't know how many months it took them to record, but they knew since Elton John's was a talent, or is a talent for sure, but that first album didn't crack them. Mm-mm. So they were like, we got to get on it. Yeah, all and, hands on deck. Yeah, all hands on deck. We got to take another swing at this thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, what are, this is how they got um, Gus and Paul. So there, there's uh, Paul Buckmaster and, and Gus Dudgeon. <laughs> Paul Buckmaster. Paul Buckmaster and Gus Dudgeon. Um, 
they basically like Elton John and, and his buddy Steve, who's on this thing too. Um, they hear Space Oddity, mm-hmm. which is going to number five on the UK top of the pops. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the day after it hits number five. They meet with fucking, <laughs> they meet with Gus and Paul at a Miles Davis concert and are like, as you do, we like, we like your work with Space Oddity. And that was Gus? Yeah. Did the, uh, and okay. they didn't know, I, maybe it was Paul who did Space Oddity. It's one of those two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but they weren't even sure who, which one was Elton John. <laughs> Though later on, Gus described him as, I should have known because he was dressed like a stoplight. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so it was like, uh, it's this uh, yeah. meeting, you know, it's, we, you know, we like your last work here. David Bowie's going through the roof. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, let's do a little bit of, let's do a little collab here. A little bit of that magic on here. And speaking of that magic, in the studio, recorded at, what, Trident Studios? Yeah. Um, we hear the piano that's getting played in this. We've heard it before. Beatles records, right? Hey Jude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, Trident was, I mean, 1970, that's like the coolest. Yeah. Like, Abbey Road is already kind of like the old studio. The Trident was the new sexy yeah, studio new in town. Like, they had the most tracks. Like, what, eight? 16. <laughs> no, 16 they, by yep. this point. Yep, and that's, yeah. what, that's what they were shooting for. Why yeah. It was like high tech, because they knew they were going to do like a 50-piece orchestra and 16 tracks. A lot of orchestra. A lot of orchestration here. Yes. Yeah, this thing is arranged. Lush, I think they say. Meticulously put together if they one of the terms they used was calculated gus and paul didn't fuck around and they scheduled <laughs> everybody to come in and even so elton john took himself out of the fucking hierarchy and mm-hmm. just became the talent mm-hmm. let them direct where songs should go and arrangements and all that stuff which is i think pretty smart you yeah know? if you if you're just new to it why walk in thinking you know everything it just his space oddity sounded good. I would right. like a little bit of that. Rarely, uh, or at least he was, he would be self-aware for a little bit longer until the cocaine took over. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you we've know? all seen the movie. <laughs> I think we've seen that movie too, I think Elton would say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we've seen that movie too. Uh, good movie. Was, we were talking about the Kingsman. Joel uh, Edgerton, that Edgerton yeah. kid was, he played Elton John. Yeah, Eggsy, right? Eggsy, yes. Eggsy can sing. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Good. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's even more shit that crosses over, but we'll, we'll get into it uh, as we kind of bathe in the beautiful sounds of this hundred year old piano. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and no it, shit. it sounds this, good. The instrumentation on this sound good. On this 50 some year old, 51 year old, 52 year old record. Holy shit. Yeah. All right. Well, let me, let's hit it then. Yeah, man. Your song. You know this one. You love it. One of the most recognizable it's a post-steppings bit that I could ever do. <laughs> you probably haven't heard this song a lot. Well, I know, but... Yeah, I mean, they don't... <laughs> the intro's short. It was like two bars. Yeah. But it, those two bars are like, oh, it's this fucking song. That song. Yeah. That's Elton's playing right away. <laughs> Which, working with the, the great Bernie Taupin, his, his lyricist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, from the beginning... From the beginning. And I wonder if that um, helps Elton John put maybe some separation to uh, singing the songs. I would think so, right? You yeah. know, it's not it's all be, about him. It can be a little less precious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You know, yeah. Maybe you're braver taking a swing or something. Yeah, he always just said he was shit at writing lyrics. So once again, self awareness. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My gift is my song, and this one's for you. And you can tell everybody this is your song. It may be quite simple, but now that it's done, I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind that I put down in the words how wonderful life is while you're in the world. So yeah, I mean that sounds to be around like hundreds of years after we're dead, like Mozart, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just dripping with good tones. And Steve wanted to uh, do some production, and when these ideas started getting flushed out, he's like, I, I'm, no, I can't do that. It's over. It's too much for me. It's over my head. Fifty, you know. I mean, if you're just on that track, you're hearing plucking on the left hand side strings. Oh, yeah. I mean, just a perfect blending of, of and pianos, sticks, cellos, and fucking <laughs> those are real strings. None of its plugins. Nope. I mean, you yeah. gotta fucking nail these takes. You can plug them in if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> plug the, take that, pl- take that lead, stick it up your ass, Nigel. Oh. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's probably one of the best songs ever written. Really, like just from like breaking it down, like it's on that, uh, you know, like that McCartney level of just like I'm just gonna write a new hymn for like the whole world right now. Yeah, like, and this is what this album does for. Elton John is he yeah. puts him right on that stage puts him right on front street that is the stage of 1972 yeah, it's not 1972 1970 also. as well <laughs> a lot of hammers swinging in 1970 trying to find a little room he's got to squeeze past like Pink Floyd and the Beatles and Led yeah. Zeppelin and the Who yeah Billy Joel coming up Billy. he's coming he's He's playing. He's being the piano man somewhere right now to get in his. No, this is when. You remember? You ever see those pictures when Billy Joel was in a metal band? Attila. Yeah. <laughs> Dressed like Alex Van Halen from the first Van Halen record and like a barbarian leather shit. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, that's what he's doing right now. <laughs> Attila is terrorizing the island right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sonically assaulting people. Yeah. But with that characterization, you're—I know what your answer is going to be to this, because um, you're a Billy Joel guy. But if you were at a party, you want Elton John playing or you want Billy playing? I think Billy's more the party. Yeah. Um, Elton's more the the show. Elton's more the. I was kidding about like that. What, Billy what Joel, having, crack, by the way. What I like Billy Joel. I know. But I don't know. Uh, Billy, uh, you know what? Elton John is for dinner hmm. and conversating. Okay. All right. Having a drink. Do you think? Do you think uh, we've evolved to put him there? That could be because I'm listening to some of these live shows, and uh, I think he's he's the, the live performances are. Uh, yeah, I just discovered that he's a good live. Performer. <laughs> he's electrifying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just that was the last uh, show I saw before the lockdown. Was really in wow. the Tacoma Dome, and he, you know, he's in his seventies. He's getting up there. Yeah. The whole time you you can't stop looking at him. He's still Elton John. He still wears goofy ass shit. I mean, right. you, you, 
you really can't help but look at him. Yeah, he yeah, made, yeah. he's made that he a draws point attention for fifty years. Yeah, uh, dressed like a stoplight, <laughs> but he's still, yeah, he still got it. I mean, he might have. Uh, I mean, I'm positive he's he's brought some of these down a, a, a key or two, mm, yeah, just yeah. to suit yeah, your, you know, pulling up the Robert Plant, which I fully yeah. endorse and respect. He's still Elton John, Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's on the charts right now. Him and Dua Lipa got that uh, totally. weird mashup going <laughs> yeah, on. That I don't fully, it. yeah, I don't <laughs> fully like understand the purpose of it. But it, every time it comes on, I'm like, oh, that's a, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> okay. He, yeah, well, he's England's Dolly Parton. You know, whoa, nice. Just that national treasure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Seems like a good shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> you just, you know, they're all famous and stuff, but you, 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 you could kick it. Yeah. Just yeah, totally. Bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that song's been covered so many times by like everybody, and you could cover it today and w- with the newest, freshest artist, and it's still a great song. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's actually a tough one to ruin. It's so strong. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> no, somebody. I'm sure there's some real god awful covers of that song. Yeah, gotta be. It's a law of averages. Something had to, something had to give. This one's uh, the second track. I need you to turn to play that real fast. Mm, I'm not even going to take a swing at it. He's getting more on that like baroque tip here with the, in which it won't be the last time on this record that they kind of get into that sort of yeah pairing the uh, orchestra down to more of a chamber situation and and just have ten people here. Yeah, yeah. Do like your. <laughs> version of green sleeves or whatever but this, that's what this is I mean it, it's a fucking harpsichord dude I could I think that's so cool. where he got the idea for the powdered wigs <laughs> yeah, how could you not so how are you gonna play a harpsichord and not wear a powdered wig I think they come with them <laughs> you buy a harpsichord you're you not <laughs> a shield to carry my life you are nailed to my love in many lonely nights I strayed from the cottages and found myself here. I need. Kind of reminds me of like uh, emptying into white by Cat Stevens. Build my house with water. Mm. It's kind of like that was like. Yeah, every other song from a dude from England had to sound like uh, Scarborough Fair at this point. Yeah, I'm picking up on that too. There's a lot of weird influences that I that I started pulling out on this, and for some reason. A little bit here, and then also later on in the album, getting like sharing the same space with Jethro Tull. Oh, like, yeah, the, the, yeah, Ian Anderson kind of story riffs, and and mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, if this was under heavy metal, and you had the same lyrics, it, man, yeah. it's fucking Tull. The Tull could do Baroque as well. Yeah, yeah. If it ain't like Baroque, instrumentation, don't fix it. love a good woodwind or a fucking stringed <laughs> chorus, orchestra, orchestra, yeah. orchestra. <laughs> This is what they play at like Arendelle, you know. This is this is what's hot on <laughs> right. K K E L V. <laughs> Bringing you a little bit. Of, I need you to turn to. I love those slightly delayed soft changes that happen mm-hmm. in this kind of music this 
the string arrangements, you know, it's, it almost slips the, the, the slightest beat when just they... kind of glosses over it all and just washes it into... Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, nice. Ooh. I'm going to lay down, if you don't mind. <laughs> Let's. It's real warm in here, man. They won't know. Yeah. Damn sight better than Crocodile Rock. Crocodile Rock. I cannot do that song. Yeah. I love Elton John the most. I'm with you. That that. song stinks. Yeah. Eh, And I understand why it got famous. I I heard tale that he doesn't really like playing it. I wonder why. How much do you think this album cost? To buy in the store? No, to produce. In pounds. In pounds. pounds. Oh, in pounds. In 1970 pounds. Well, let me do the math for inflation. Uh, I'm going to say like 50,000 pounds. I can't do the inflation. You got to time travel back to 1970. You got to put your 6,000 pounds. Jeez, Louise. 6,000 pounds, and that was a lot for them. Okay. And they had the conversation with... uh, with the fucking DGMI music, who is it? DG DJM Records. Okay, you know who that is? No, it stands for Dick James Music. Dick James. I'm Dick James, and uh, turns out that Dick James might be a little bit shady. No way. Start. Yeah, he's like a 1930s singer. Then oh. got into production. So you know he did blackface. Must have. Yeah. And uh, and probably just fucked a lot of uh, artists over. Yeah. Like he did the Beatles. Worked with the Beatles a little bit till they decided not to, <laughs> and then got uh, Elton John. Man, Elton John comes. This is like basically his first label he's on. Oh boy! And uh, and then that guy get tumultuous after a little bit. Gets uh, gets on Uni Records, um, and <laughs> let's see, um, lawsuit breaks out in let's see, nineteen eighty oh, for. Uh, Elton John starts his own company called the the Rocket Record Company and sues DJM Music for uh, rights for all of his work from 1976 prior. All right. Because up until that point, not he his. had him in some contract yeah. that was just not good for anybody except for Dick James, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that was before you could pull uh, Taylor Swift and just re-record your albums. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, he could, but... You just change your name? He, yeah, <laughs> the he could, but I don't think it might be expensive or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 6,000 pounds. Yeah. Doesn't grow on trees. No. Most albums at that time were about 12, and what uh, what Gus and what Gus and Paul did, we had some earnest chats with them saying, "You, we need carte blanche. Mm-hmm. We we don't want to have a budget on this. Just let us... If we, But we have to know if we come to you, you're going to give us money. And they didn't squander it, you know. It's not like they fucking, you know. You can hear it. There's a lot of move. Pardon me, moving parts to this album. A lot of instrumentation and very intentional. You can hear where that six thousand pounds went. Yeah, right up Elton's nose. Almost right. It's coming too early, too soon, too late. Take me to the pilot. Yes, I know. It's like a little gospel romp. Oh, yeah, there's another influence right there. I think this is, oh, God, Aretha Franklin either covered this one or the Border song. I can't remember. So I hope both. That's high praise for little Reginald Dwight. Yeah. (laughs) Here it is. If you feel that it's real, I'm on trial, and I'm here again, you're present. Like a coin in your mint I am tempted 
and I'll spare it. Smart to have this third song just dry right here. Through a glass eye, it's wrong. As the one danger zone, take me to the pilot for control. Take me to the pilot of your song. Take me to the pilot, beat me to the tamer. Laying up in the cut like Neosporin, <laughs> baby. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. That's good. That's a good groove. Once and again, doing the na-na-na, which is still it's an unachievable dream of mine to write the, the na-na-la-la-la song. Yeah, boy, that's full commitment. It is. And he's 23. Really? At the making of this record. Oh, boy. Just young. Stupid. It's quite amazing shit. All yeah. that fucking shit, man. 23. I wasn't that much older than that when I met you. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't doing this. No, but we got something in common with Elton. <laughs> we can talk music. Which second album do you like, Elton? Have you heard Red? That's our second <laughs> album. Come strings again. That's more like some... Uh, that's more of like a Curtis Mayfield string thing happening, though. Right, yeah. Sexier strings. Not quite, but it's like it's like the best a bunch of British dudes could do about it. Yeah, yeah, earnest though. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it doesn't feel like caricature of it. And this is what he wanted to do. Elton John said he wanted to make a really pop album with a lot of heavy orchestration in it, but also with a beat. Check. Yep. <laughs> and a few na na nas for your ma ma ma. Yep. I think that's what happened in Trident Studio. You got into the pan. Oh my god, and you can pan everything. This is the same year as that Jimi Hendrix album that we did where Jimmy discovered the pan knob. Oh yeah. <laughs> what is it? Axis? Axis. Yeah. In nineteen seventy was some bold shit going on. Yeah. As far as, as the studio. <laughs> Fucking forgot it in the taxi. <laughs> Jimmy forgot the album the whole album in the taxi. Oh man. Oh. Dig. Little, little bongos or congas going on back yeah. there. Yeah, percussion. It's always, it always fills it out nicely. You just put those bongos like just, just back there. Tuck back them back there. there in your right ear. It's like how? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Serious fill. Yeah, the pan fill, the dude. Yes, it traveled. <laughs> so this album doesn't necessarily suffer from having cardboard box drums, mm-hmm. but it's adjacent to. The what will become the Billy Joel sound for a while. That's the sound of the, the Liberty. Times. Yeah, Liberty, Liberty, Devito, Devecchio, Liberty. What's his last Liberty, name? Liberty, anyway. Liberty. Yeah, cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the Bowie albums had the cardboard box drums. It was just the sound of the seventies. Yes, the, it's like the con- concert toms, like they had no bottoms to them. Yeah, but it does go pretty well with piano because the piano fills out that all the sustain you need and then you throw some strings on there too you don't need some booming drum set you know might be just too much for the room Elton knew it but he he, he fucks with it he fucks with some drum (laughs) reverb really good drumming on this album but that's gonna be like 
Yeah, there's really good guitar playing. There's really good yeah. piano playing. It's just, it's just put, well cla- crafted. I don't know. I didn't look into this part. Uh, he put together because you know he would have guys that he plays with guys like Davy Johnstone, his yeah. guitar player that's been around f- from the almost the get. I don't know if he's here yet. Yeah, let's see. I don't think Jay- Davy Johnstone. I don't here know if yet. he's arrived, but he became the dude. Yeah, let me uh, let me. I'll run down who, who we got. We got um, obviously Bernie's doing some driving back there, and then uh, Diana Lewis. Uh, Paul Buckmaster, Elton John, uh, Bernie T, of course, um, Gus Dudgeon, Caleb Quay, and uh, Steve Brown. Uh, that's you know what their band's called? What his backing band is called? Mm-hmm. Hookfoot. You? Yeah, that's his live band. Okay. I don't know if everybody's in Hookfoot at this point. Hookfoot plays live with Hookfoot. <laughs> Which is maybe it sounds better. Overcome. Maybe it sounds better in a British accent, but I don't yeah. No, that does not appeal. See, I like mud crutch. I like Tom yeah, yeah. Petty's hook foot though. Hook foot, no. Sound like something you get in Florida. I think that's where you get hook foot. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna have to get a vaccine. For Told you soon. to wear socks. First episode, not the next episode. No. Oh, no shoestrings on Louise is the name of the song. Anyway, first episode is <laughs> coming up next. This is like the one I feel like he's trying to get that uh, like Exile on Main Street. I don't know if they made Exile on Main Street yet, though. Mm. Oh. Doing that country thing the way the Stones would, though. Yeah. Stones picked it up a couple BPMs. Yeah. Track number four, they're just now okay. Let's break it down into the just the instrumentation. Yeah. You know, we're not putting, we're not doing crazy layering. We're just Little playing. Country jam. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling this. Uh, who's doing it right now? It's the guy. Uh, all the guys from California are kind of setting the pace. Uh, uh, shit. The guy that died too young. You want to say Alan Parsons, but that's not his name. Uh, that's the name of the producer guy. Project. Uh, shit. He was in the Flying Burrito Brothers and shit like that. And everyone thought he was he was the man. He was hanging out with the Stones. Yeah. Graham Parsons. Graham Parsons. There we go. Yeah. He was kind of the, the John the Baptist of <laughs> <laughs> this kind of music. That's awesome. Like that's got maybe like that's exotic to like British people. I feel like they they really, oh yeah, latched onto that country music because it was just so different. Yeah, and you know I didn't really get that until I saw you two, you know, in, in the documentary where they got to go see Graceland and they're like all somber and shit like that. And I was like, oh, that really that really affects them. They really were paying attention to some of the music coming, you know, over yeah. on the this part of the pond. Too much fucking perspective. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I can't see anyone go to. They should. They should have known better. That was post. Yeah. That was post Spinal Tap. They should have known better than to go to to Graceland. Yeah. Hey, they were. They were. They were. They were there's some earnest fellows. They were. Yes. <laughs> I heard recently that Bono didn't even like the name U2. Mm-hmm. Was that a secret? I, was, for a I don't know. I, feel like it just I didn't came feel out. like it was a slow news day last week when that came out. I was yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's been about forty years too late to do anything about it. But glad you spoke up now. Well, it seemed to work out pretty well, so I'm not too <laughs> upset about his discomfort with the name. Right. <laughs> I heard they named after like a bomber plane or something like that. Yeah, the spy plane. That's yeah. I heard. They lasted longer than the spy plane. They did. Way to go, gents. Yeah. Well, they would have started the band later. They would have been called the Blackbird. <laughs> the SR-71s. The SRs. Yeah. The seniors? No. No. SRs. All right. A little uh, country honk preview. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> before the Chateau. Yeah, he's going to revisit that kind of, yeah, you know. That, that's going to remain a, an ingredient that he will cook with for <laughs> yeah. a long time. Yes. And we like it. So why should he stop? We can't stop. I'm going to keep going. It's going to turn what? out that you can't stop Elton John. Can't stop, won't stop. Got like 20 albums? Yeah. Like 50 albums or something like that? My finger hurts scrolling. <laughs> There's a lot of records. He's a prolific guy. And like a lot of guys who were prolific in the late 70s, or early 80s, has no memory of recording certain albums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember that song I told you about, first episode at Hinton? Yeah, is this one? We made it. Is it coming? It's coming. It's the next episode at Hinton. <laughs> <laughs> we're hinting at the next episode. I was one. You were one We were two so much In love forever I love the white socks That you wore But you don't wear white socks No more Now you're a woman I joked about Your turned up nose And criticized Your schoolgirl clothes he got his first radio play with this song. Oh, really? Like 1968. And then they, you know, put it on this album or something. Oh. I think that's where I read something like that. It really was a, uh, pretty popular to have songs about, like, grooming young women into adulthood. Nobody's singing about that. <laughs> she used to wear the little socks, but now she's a woman. I don't know, man. Just, that what just, that's what he said, man. Does Ernie. He pass? I, I think he, but Elton does. Bernie, no. No. <laughs> we see, we see no, you, Bernie. We see you, Bernie. No. Unless you were also wearing white socks at the time. Well, Buck, how long does that trend last? Just uh, straight through Van Halen. When did it start? Into, yeah, I think it's always been. <laughs> Caveman had a chant about. Yes. Hyenton. See, you just said it. Mm. There it is. Well, that's how they pronounce it, where he's from. You know, some people say Hinton. <laughs> where is he from in London? Where do you live? Isn't he like... Where did he grow up? <laughs> playing footsies in the, in the street? I don't know, man. Wasn't he like a London kid? Or, or somewhere real gray. Looked yeah, bad yeah, after yeah. the war. Yeah. <laughs> Something like Bombed that. Out. 
It had been Birmingham. Yeah, grew up in a firebomb town. I don't know. I always Birmingham. thought he was a London guy. Yeah. Born and bred, I don't know. Little theremin? Yeah, what's going on over there in the left? Or probably just like a, a saw. Someone's that could be a, a theremin. Saw. That's totally a theremin. It's a theremin or it's a really early like monophonic synthesizer. You couldn't make chords with synthesizers yeah. yet at that point. They only did like one note at a time. Wow, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm feeling it's probably a theremin, but it's a hell of a theremin player right there. That's precise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? That guy's good. They always go. Shit. They always come, but then they always go. Dude. I'm kind of excited for this fucking winter season to go. <laughs> I'm ready, man. This was like those late uh, February cold snaps. They come around and bite you when you thought you were on the way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I call it, no, we still got March. <laughs> Stupid. Put your coat back on. It's Dan Clear shut there or something like it. Might have been the heater. Oh, it might have been hmm. Oh, now we get the Leslie speaker on the guitar. Oh yeah. I just I get I guess I don't place this record in this era because I just heard it all growing up later in the seventies and sure. early eighties or whatever. I don't place this in its proper historic uh, uh, context sometimes. Yeah, sure. If I can, four years before I'm born. Yeah. You know. And uh, just, you know, all kinds of Leslie speakers. I'm like, oh, well, of course. I mean, yeah, this is the time of Hendrix, Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. Like, the Dry boundaries baby. are getting pushed. Yeah. Technology's happening. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a neat thing about this album because there is a lot of, like, tech that went into it. Sounds real clean and simple, though, mm-hmm. you know, which is one of the hardest things to do is make something sound simple. Right. Playing on these new 16-track machines, just like losing your mind, like, where does it end? That's where theremin comes in. That's an idea. <laughs> That's when you that get only room 16 for 16 tracks can be. <laughs> what a boon for theremin players. I mean, when did good vibrations come out? <laughs> <laughs> that was the first episode at High End. Is it a place? I don't know. Is it a channel? Is it by by Freehold? Remember David Bowie wrote wrote about the wild-eyed kid from Freehold? Yeah, it's probably near there. I I, I feel like I shouldn't research it, though. It might be one of those topics where you start, you know, you're like, oh, shit, that's in in my browser now. Yeah, the next thing you're like, bro, hang on, Tom. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. Well, let's hit this next track and then call it halfway. Love it. Yeah. 60 years on. Got about eight more years before that's true. It's driving me nuts. What else starts like that? That's not this song. Like a system of downs or something. Maybe it's the 2001. It's kind of an overture. But there's something. 
trying to get that, uh, you know, Sergeant Pepper's soundscape thing happening. Sure. What is that, 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 that that's getting played there? I think a harp. Yeah. Right? Yes, yes. I was thinking like dulcimer or some hammered dulcimer or something like that, but I think you're right. I think like, it's harp. Got too much range for like a plucked violin. Yeah, and it doesn't sound like it has that heart attack. Big cellos coming in in the back. Big shit night cellos, cellos coming in. <laughs> Walking in here with them big ass cellos. What'd you think was gonna happen? I mean, Pink Floyd wasn't even doing this yet. Well, maybe. Yeah. They were Fucking starting to think sections. about it. They were starting to think about it. They walk me down to church when I'm 60 years of age. When the ragged dog they gave me has been 10 years in the grave. Oh, Jesus, Elton. Come on, man. Cheer up, buddy. You're 23. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Bernie, I should say. Yeah, it's Bernie. Bernie. Hey, sing this. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking Bernie in a nutshell. I can sing this. You taking the piss, mate. <laughs> Let me sing this. Listen, man. Close out the first side with it. Yeah. I can do it, man. It does remind me of... Reminds me of something Floyd-y for some reason when the strings do that, but... Was in the water in London, 1970. Be great if it was a murder ballad played on the same fucking piano as Bohemian Rhapsody, which right. is a murder ballad. That's the murder piano. I've no wish to be living 60 years Yeah, right. Elton John. The, yeah, the, the falsetto was man. No, it was a. It's a song. It's a Frusciante song that I'm thinking of. That's has the it's orchestral stuff that it gets like this with the kind of dissonant. And the... That Frusciante's a fan. I'm sure. I mean, honestly, who's not a fan of Elton right? John? It's, he's kind of. He's a shit. You might get this in the middle. That's kind of just fun. Peter and the Wolf and that shit in my mind right, right now. It's almost like a stage play, you know, like the Nutcracker or something <laughs> like that. Well, yeah. I tell you what, Jared, this is the album I didn't know I needed today. <laughs> it's got the it's vibes. It's got man. me chilling and uh, but energized at the same time. Yeah. He would go, he would do. He would kind of do this maybe a little better and a little more while well, the strings were not real, I think. In uh, Funeral for a Friend, I think that's all synth, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. But it's got the movements and the... Yeah. And it goes into Love Lies Bleeding in My Hands, you know? It's kind of like a whole You know, I don't thing. think you can be a piano player without wanting to do a few songs that have movements to them. You know, you right. just... You grew up playing all the, the Chopin's and the, and the, the Mozart's. Yeah, to command that shit. It's the form they give you. All the Mozarts, Bert Mozart, <laughs> Kyle Mark Mozart, Joe Mozart, <laughs> Joe Mo. These guys, like him Paul McCartney writing about when they're in their sixties. Fucks are in their seventies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
10 years ago when I... Oh, yeah. So do, slow. do they sing wistfully about their 60s now? Like They start singing about when they're 120. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a pig heart put in my chest. <laughs> and I've got a few more decades to go. I need to get at the charts. Bring us in. Tell us. Tell us what else is on the radio. Tell you what's going. What's going on? I, I think Space Oddity is going to pop up there. Maybe it doesn't, but you know, it was flying high around this time. <laughs> Can't wait. This could be like a, a history lesson. Just hearing this top ten. Oh, this will be. And I'm going to start it all the way back at ten. Good. Otherwise, it would be too short. Yes. No. Because this song, I don't get it, man. Um, and this is another one of those. <laughs> I've never heard of this band called the Jaggers with a Z. G J A G G E R Z, the Jaggers. Wow. Yeah. And their song is The Rapper. Okay. Fuck. Do your own research, it bro. With a I don't w? know. Someone at Macy's. <laughs> no, like a rapper, like like Kanye, man. Bobby Sherman, though, at number nine. Easy come. Easy go. Okay, that's a name I know, and I bet uh, I bet I could recognize a few tunes here and there. But yeah, that was for the yeah. the older ladies, you know, <laughs> not the young the young ladies. Oh, getting Beatles related here at number eight, Badfinger, come and get it. Okay, written by Paul McCartney and John Lennon. So if you ever thought that sounded like a Beatles song, you weren't stupid. Oh, I think we're gonna find out that the Beatles have a little bit of time on their hands after this year. <laughs> yes, Frigid Pink. At number seven, with House of the Rising Sun. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, now um, now here comes, here comes the jog. Yeah, this is, these are albums now, so that's not the animals. Oh, this is, these are albums. These are albums, okay. so that's, yeah, Frigid Pink. That makes sense. I believe, right? Oh, no, I'm, I'm, know, I'm lying to you, dude. These are all songs. Sorry. You think I don't know enough? <laughs> I, I am so... Thank you. Number six, Edison Lighthouse. <laughs> That's a little on the nose. A little bit. Love grows <laughs> where my rosemary goes, in parentheses. I don't know about this. Uh, that's that's the, uh, nah. But here by, we go. By the Marconi radios is. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Number five, Bridge Over Troubled Water, Simon and Garfunkel, though. Well, sure. All right. Strong. Yeah. The, the world is strong in the ways of the Funkel. Yes, <laughs> Funkle is ruling it. Simon right and now. the G Funkle, <laughs> the G Funkle era. Spirit in the sk- Norman Greenbaum, Spirit in the Sky is number four. Good tune. I fucking hate that song so yeah. bad. I do. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, no, I know why. <laughs> uh, man, okay, Beatles and and solo Beatles. John Lennon of oh, the John Ono Lennon. Oh, he's billed as John Ono Lennon for this one. Instant Karma. We, you know, parentheses we all shine on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was his idea too. Yeah, yeah. He, he. It was all that shit was his idea. Yeah. When you go back, you're like, wow. You know, everyone's like, oh, oh Yoko. No, no, John. Yeah. It's John. John. I think John probably used it. Uh, not used her, but um, I know they had a kind of a cool relationship. You know, pretty yeah. artistically supportive and shit like that. But I bet emotionally he might have used her as a shield. I think John, you know? was, John was the clingy one. Yeah. yeah. He lost his mother. Where are you going? <laughs> Instant Karma, a great song. I like that one. Number two, Little Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five doing A B C. Wow. Yeah, John Whoa. Lennon. What kind of shit is this, man? <laughs> Hold on, wait a second. John Lennon, Michael Jackson. 
Simon and Garfunkel. All people who worked with Paul McCartney. Norman Greenbaum. <laughs> the spirit <laughs> in the sky. Number one is the Beatles. Let it be. Wow. That's very Beatles-centric top ten right there, really. Yeah, it certainly is. Two actual Beatles entries and a bad finger. That's two and a half Beatles songs. I mean, they're coming off of uh, their entire career in, <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. 1970. The Beatles are kaput, I think, at this point. Well, that does make the the world events. We got... Uh, yeah, they get to the... I'm oh, sorry, I don't want to step on it. I know oh, what yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have more stuff? No, no, right. that was it. That was number one. Well, we got... Um, uh, we've been already stepping on it, but the Beatles break up. Yes. No more. They're not getting back together again. No. That's it. Not even for... Kaput. Not even on Saturday Night Live, and they can give Ringo less. Yeah. John's... Yeah. <laughs> right. Just, do you think Ringo and Michael Anthony should start a band? <laughs> Fucking Nixon orders the invasion of Cambodia, which uh, widens the Vietnam... Uh, what do they call that? Uh, theater. Shit show. Shit show. That's it. That's it. <laughs> um, four protesters are killed in Kent State by the oh, National shit. Guard. Four dead in Ohio. Fucking... Uh, nuclear non proliferation treaty. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Treaty. A good one. Yeah, I know that. I know that. Why would I know that? Um, that could, yeah. Is that the Salts Treaty or whatever? Uh, yeah. Maybe. It's ratified. Uh, right? That's good. I think it was good. Can I kick that down? Oh, please turn that heat off. I'm, I'm roasting. I'm, I'm thermaled here. up. Dying. I'm dying over here. <laughs> I can't honk. <laughs> I wear diapers, man. You got everything. Um, the first Boeing 747 oh, does its first commercial trip over to London. They're still running them some bitches. Yeah. Yeah. Good plane. Yeah. Solid plane. Yeah, not like them 37s. No, no. <laughs> this this one take you over to London to go see Elton play. It's a new hotshot kid. Um, that was basically some of the main events going on. Uh, some of the top movies. Didn't they go to the moon? Did we? Was that 69? <laughs> right? Was it? <laughs> Shit. Probably. I think you're right. We went to the moon in 70 as well, I bet, but it was old news by then. Isn't that sad, too, how the like the moon, like especially with Gus Grissom went up there, yeah. kind of had a little panic attack or whatever, but like everybody was kind of done yeah, with it? Yeah, the moon. Crazy. That's the fucking moon. Look at this, the fucking moon. I'd be stoked if we went there tomorrow. Jeez. Speaking of astrology, today's 2 2 2 2 2 on a Tuesday. Um, the Aristocats. Uh, An animation. Yeah. Going strong in the theaters. They revived it when we were kids and brought it back in the theater. I remember seeing that one in the theater. Yeah, that one comes back around every now and then. Um, Not to be, you know, confused with the Aristocrats, which is a fun documentary. Uh, (laughs) Rhea Lobo, John Wayne, he's he's doing that thing. Uh, We're going to see some of this shit, like Tora, Tora, Tora comes out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lost Control, Lost Control, Lost Control. control. Um, MASH. Sally Kellerman. The movie MASH. The movie yeah, yeah, yeah. MASH. Which does have a few carryover actors, Gary yes. Berghoff, into uh, into the TV show. Pretty neat. Uh, let's go with some more war. Uh, we got Patton. Yeah, they were all about that World War II. They, they were all about that World War. Um, Woodstock, the movie. Okay. Which is, uh, is that the Santana footage and stuff yeah. we always keep talking about? Yep. That shit was so inspiring. And again, you know it when you see it. You're like, oh, this is footage. But you just flip on the TV, you see that footage, you know exactly what you're in for. Watch the Santana set. It's incredible. Um, Beneath the Planet of the Apes. (laughs) (laughs) They're going. Uh, Scrooge. You know, nice Dickens tale. 
did, I don't know what this is. Two mules for Sister, Sister Sarah. Sarah. Oh, that's Clint Eastwood. Yeah, what's going on in that yeah, thing? Yeah, was that one like he's got a nun that he's supposed to get somewhere safely? And I feel like there's mining involved. I can't remember. It's sure. been a long time. I used to watch all those on like Sunday afternoon on TNT with an old did man. Did you? You get it? High to the Plains Clint Drifter, uh, Good yeah. to Bad. You know all okay. those fistful of dollars, a few yeah. dollars more. All of them. Huge gap in my movie watching. There's a lot of Clint East, early Clint Eastwood stuff. Those old, the spaghetti ones were great. Yeah. Um, Every Which Way But Loose is basically, that's the best <laughs> That's the best ever with Clyde. Yeah, yeah. And we're good here. Um, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls mm. and El Topo. So oh, some shit. There's fun arty shit literally, going on out literally. there, too. Yeah. He's Topo the one. He takes a shit in all his movies, doesn't I think, he? I think, I think it's, it's like running requisite. Scene. Yeah, he's, he's, requisite. He's he's a shit. Requisite. But where is the scene where I must shit in a bucket? <laughs> no, man. We're, we're thinking we skipped after this. No, it's no, unacceptable. I must shit in the bucket to realize my vision. It's my audience expects it. <laughs> Play the hits. Play yes. the shits, they say. Now back to uh, developing smell-o-vision. <laughs> no. Odorowski. Yes. You're going to have better things to work on and not get done. Yeah, the sixties are done. That kind of whole idea is done and they're on to the on to the next. It feels like yeah, you kinda of mentioned it earlier, uh talking about this album. A little bit of uh, changing of the guards, a little yeah. bit of you know, handoff maybe. It's a transitionary period. Feels like that. I mean just with that transitionary is not a word, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. It's fine. All right. Yeah. It is now. Um f- that top ten. You're like, okay, here's some old and new. Yeah. You know, and funny enough, the Beatles kind of being the old, right? It was Jackson, like pretty Michael old, Jackson nipping at his old. heels, yeah. Which is uh, uh, gonna work together at some point, yeah. 23 years later, you're gonna be chasing each other around the charts again, crazy, crazy. And thank God for the Beatles breaking up because we wouldn't have had Wings. And Wings has some good jams, man. Some jams. Like, got... We got our Paul McCartney tickets, or we're going to, they're going on sale in like a day. Really? Where's he playing? He's coming to the key or the uh, climate pledge, excuse me. Uh, the new key arena? How are we not going to call it the key arena? Yeah, I'm going to play. Going to the key. Uh, yeah. It'll be good, I think. I don't care. He's a fucking beetle. Yeah, totally. I'm going. Yeah. Enough said. The greatest discovery. We'll just get back in this album. Let's do it. The greatest discovery. Take the sweatshirt no, like, off. I'm going to take my shirt off here. I know, right? like, <laughs> we went from freezing our ass off to just get like tropical. Like, it feels I'll, good. I'll tell you where the money is, I swear. Feels good. Just let me go. <laughs> I'd be the worst in an interrogation situation. I, I would just make shit up just to make him stop. Rich Simmons is an astronaut. <laughs> I got a bunion with an eyeball. <laughs> just crying in That's between. That's right. That's right. <laughs> in between sessions. Staring at people when you shit your pants. <laughs> it's like, we didn't even hit him yet, and he shit his I pants. I am D.B. Cooper. <laughs> I'm D.B. Cooper. <laughs> I don't know. We all found out that's Loki. Really? Did you did you watch the Loki show? No. Oh, that's like first episode spoiler shit. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's Turns a, out that was Loki. It's a funny tie-in. D.B. D.B. Sweeney. No, yeah, who? D.B. D.B. Sweeney. <laughs> D.B. Sweeney, the director. D.B. Cooper. Um, the the other D.B. Cooper I love. Uh, the tie-in is from News Radio. Where uh, Jimmy James, it was was DB Cooper, or maybe not, or maybe not. Right, it's always maybe not. <laughs> so it's good, a great mystery from around here. Out of a seven forty seven, yeah, you jump out of yeah, it was, it was Boeing. the first seven forty seven, first seven forty seven. This, and we're out. The greatest discovery is this like greatest love by Whitney Houston. What is this great discovery? 
I hope he tells us. No, this oh, is cheers. It's the beginning this of is cheers. Border Song. That's why. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I know this song. Two-line chorus, dude. Yeah. A two-line chorus. How do they make his voice so clear and clean through all it's this? that Lennon mic. It's got to be right. It's the Lennon mic. He borrowed it from Lennon. He's like, I'm done making uh, cold turkey or whatever. You know, I'm on the charts now. You can use the microphone. This is my second favorite. Like, after, like your song is kind of like the shoe-in for like the, the best song on the record. But yeah. this, this is close second to me. Like, when he brings all the... Yeah, that'll never not get me. Yeah, and singing "Holy Moses" that's a tough one too. Yeah, right. But that's his move, isn't it? The dun dun. Yeah, yeah. Or when you sing like "Specta," <laughs> I just I like the way he throws it out there. <laughs> he did one earlier. I can't remember right now, but we'll hear more. I'm sure. Yeah. Here in Tiny Dancer, right? Like Tiny Dancer's <laughs> around the corner. Yeah, it's coming. But that's just that's Elton's style. I mean, like I guess he claims that you know he gets a lot of it. Leon Russell was a big influence for him. And I'm not real familiar with Leon, but he was around while we were growing up doing records here and there. He was like a like that. I'm trying to think of like yeah. a modern day equivalent. To, it's like God. Who pops up every now and again? Benfold five. Yeah, there you go. It's like Benfolds of the sixties. <laughs> also a distinctive piano player. Yeah, there's something to it. I tell you, tough to be uh, being good at the piano. I know, and I wish. Mm-hmm. I just, I wish. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if you get, oh my god, like go anywhere, go anywhere. You play like your song for like any any living human being you want to fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's game on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, even yourself. Yeah. Like when you're practicing, you're like, yeah, I can play the song one handed. I'm gonna do this. <laughs> That's my brother. 1970. Unfortunately, that still had to be said. Mm-hmm. You think that's oh that's trite? No, in 1970 it kind of needed to be said. People need a reminding. It's not like now, where we all know these things intrinsically, right? <laughs> Fuck, Elton. Wow, poet and a prophet. You know he's just getting better. That's this. This album is definitely uh, a step up from the first album. Mm-hmm. Again, you you said it. You see where the money went. Yeah, and uh, they just had crushers great uh well you heard it you heard it here a second i'm gonna pour myself another drink <laughs> the greatest discovery i was already you know i was so excited about this one i i pre pre introduced it
See what I'm saying? But like, this ain't the party record. Like, we're having dinner right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Plates kind of clanking. Yeah, the plates. The yeah. plates scratching. You know, like, yo, Chris, pass the fucking Tabasco. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. These green beans are good, too, if you yeah, want them. Thanks, man. <laughs> like how I made the green beans in our sketch and all things. Never made green beans in my life. I step on the post every time, though. I think just dodged that one, honestly. <laughs> you know, every every episode where was like, oh, this sounds like that guy, and this sounds mm-hmm. like that who does this sound like but Elton John right I'm, I'm, it doesn't bring like it's that one it's like your song is like slightly McCartney-esque mm-hmm. but McCartney wishes yeah, on that yeah. one yeah. like I bet you if you ask him McCartney oh, I uh, wish I wrote that one it's pretty good it's really good Reggie <laughs> you know uh, but I called him up told him yeah who, who will no, maybe, a- Leon, maybe I need to listen more to Leon Russell but I don't I think Leon sings like this. And, uh, it's kind of a singular talent. Yeah. You, yeah, I mean, he's sharing space with Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. Both tear, I mean, literally on the piano. I'm going to keep mentioning that. <laughs> Same that's the coolest thing. But um, that uh, unique voice, great delivery, showmanship. You know, that's that's kind of what you had to have, feels like, if you were going to be an artist or in a band. Uh, in the 70s you know there's too many good there's too much good shit going on they hadn't invented jumbotrons yet so you really had to sell it to the cheap seats yeah yeah you had to stand up (laughs) at some point you had to stand up (laughs) you had to do the mule kicks out the pit there's (laughs) there's so many great still shots of Elton actually doing like like completely planked out like he's Superman (laughs) yes just doing mule kicks off the piano and it's okay so great so I love that you said that because Really think about how tough it is for a keyboard player to look like he's doing anything in a band. <laughs> yeah, especially electronic Lewis, synth it's, shit. It's been, yes. it's been rough. Elton took that, ran with it. Mm-hmm. You knew he was jamming on that thing. And I think not until like um, Nine Inch Nails, when they had like those bendy yeah, keyboard yeah. stands that you lean forward on. So yeah, you really totally. rock out and then you smash the fuck out of them. I think yeah, a bunch of two inch tape hanging from the ceiling yeah, too I think for that some was, reason. That was the best you could do since Elton. It was. Yeah, since Elton. And it, it wasn't Elton. Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. Elton. Nine inch, what's that guy's name? Trent. Trent. Trent Reznor. Yeah. That, and I'll leave that there. Maybe we'll check yeah, out his Piano theatrics. It's, down, it's the downward I, spiral, I, isn't it? I think downward spiral. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> not one of those guys. Sorry, Elton. That's a good song. But, uh. Trent, isn't one of those guys that has like the, the the bad taste to get better looking the older he gets? Yeah, he's like growing into like this distinguished, like handsome old guy. Right. He was like maybe like a little buckled when he was younger. You're like, well, he's kind of a, a vaguely good looking guy. No, the age filled him out a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay, a good observation. I, I fuck him now. Now. I, yeah, yeah. Not I, then. You know. I, I like that he's not the creepy one. You know, I think he's emotional. I think he's, you know, whatnot. But I, I don't get, like, creep from him. I don't get the, the, when he and Manson were working together, I kind of feel like Manson was bringing a little bit of that dinge. <laughs> easy in retrospect. Yeah, it's easy to say now. <laughs> but actually, I think long before uh, most of that broke, I think uh, he had made his thoughts known about the kind of person uh, Yeah, Brian Warner was. Yeah. So, yeah. He's got to, you know, that's another person, though, like Sammy 
and Trent can talk about like refrigerator <laughs> money and heater money. Yeah, yeah. Like you go into a is shop he, and you see Resner heaters. Is that that's his old man? That's his. You should old me. man's. Yeah, Resner is fucking. He's he's in the fam. Is that true or it's like the Rollins moving trucks? <laughs> I was like, you know that's Henry Rollins' dad. Uh, I don't know, dude. I think that's a stage name, dude. I don't think these. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he's tied to the to the moving trucks or like uh, Sammy Davis's clams. You know, yeah, that's yeah. like a whole chain. And he gets no money from the bug spray, right? Bug uh, spray. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, I'm pretty sure. I'll go with pretty sure. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure. The media tells me, so I believe that. The king, nope, I'm doing it again. And this thing, it's fun. I want to jump ahead. Just read whatever title you feel like. (laughs) Yeah, the cage is what this. The cage, maybe. Let's see. Let's see if this is the cage, because I think that was the greatest discovery we just listened to. It's the cage. Oh, little bougie woogie. (laughs) Oh, somebody say bice. It's almost jumping Jack Flash. Ooh. Bongo's on the right side this time. Yeah, Curtis Mayfield is back again. Some oh, Warren Zevon alert. He's gonna steal that later. Put some stank on it. I like it when you bring some passion. Nah, just fuck it. He's like, he's like uh, James Hetfield, you know? Yeah, he's got his isms, his Eltonisms. Yeah, yes, for for sure. in the back now they're creeping up the baritone sax back there right just keep walking into the room it's getting crowded bongo players back fucking guy (laughs) first simply vertical like three seasons actually right yeah and then the real horns come in that, that top actually of it. blended nicely that was slick that way big. to go dudge yes way to go dudging <laughs> old gus dudge old dudge or was that uh, who's, who's, who's dudge's partner there back pete 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 buckmaster buckmaster I know they're probably the most proper English gentlemen either with the most American names. <laughs> Pete Buckmaster. Oh, Gus Dudgeon. That's Peter Buckmaster. Oh. <laughs> Gustav Dudgeon. Dudgeon. Oh, Dudgy. Oh, oh isn't that just Dudgy? Ah, they're going to sound like cowboys in my head. Yeah, no, that's... that's <laughs> it, it's been done. They're there. You can't say Buckmaster. <laughs> Buck. Everybody's here for party. Yeah. Yeah, let's roll this. Try the boogie. 
that's a barn burner. How about that? But see, even when he can he can move into like a genre that's a very recognizable. That's like he's doing some he's doing some R and B soul business there, a la uh, like Kurt. I said, Kurt or the you know. <sighs> they don't sing it like that though. He, he, the, the 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 original part is him. Yeah, yeah. There's there's uh, those similarities, but it's his voice and his uh, his uh, delivery solely his. Doesn't feel like he's robbing it from anybody. It feels like he's giving homage, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. He's going to be somebody. I think. I think this guy after this album, I think it's going to take off. I think it's going to do well for him. I think so. The King Must Die. Ooh, five minutes. This is, this is the longest song on the album. I'm going to say, uh, yep. Five minutes, 21 seconds. Okay. Call in maybe some movements. Only Jim Steinman was taking notes. Right Speaking of. Just that, that's that. Yeah, yes. We'll do the immemorium at the end of this episode. Jesus Christ, it's been a week or two. We got two people to mention. At least. I like when they leave their foot on the damper or the, 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 the yeah. damn it. Whatever yeah. that pedal yeah. is that makes it. Yeah, they're, they're not the damper. Yeah. No man's a jester playing Shakespeare. <laughs> I could sing that line. It wouldn't sound the same. No, 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 no. no. That's, that's, fuck. Yes. Funk on those drums, dude. All the way back up there. Everybody's kingdom must end. The thing is, not an afterthought. None of the instrumentation is an afterthought. Doesn't feel like, oh, this will put this on there to fill it out, right? Which they'll do a lot of times, like with the strings and what have you. Like, oh, they're they're afterthoughts. Like all the Bob Marley records that we loved growing up. Yeah, all that shit was after the fact. Synthesizers and what have you. Became a trope and almost like a a real easy spackle. You can fill out the the. This is somebody thought about this. Paul and Gus. <laughs> and the king must die. Some men are better seeing sailors. That's another thing. Uh, Pink Floyd could fall back into this kind of mm-hmm. groove as well. Yeah. But then I think it was like metal before they figured that out. No, you play this heavier and, and a little bit quicker, and you're you're doing Jethro Tull. Yeah. This, <laughs> this kind of uh, locomotive breath or cross-eyed Mary kind of yeah. um, pulsing that, drum beat. That backbeat, yeah. Yep. You keep the same lyrics. Talk about jesters and kings. And fucking... That's right. Would you let me in? Would you let me in? Would you let me in? Should I cry? Sanctuary. Seagulls had the troubles. Wills had the cry. 
They're really taking the they, they got the the space oddity guy and they really they really tweak his nipples and we're like no, a little more. And they they were right to do it. Yeah. yeah. They have, a little, they have a little bit of air. They do. Nice. Well, yeah, we halfway. No, two thirds. <laughs> no man's just a plea in Shakespeare. Round your throne room floor. The jugglers act as danced upon the crown that you once wore. Holds it just fine, him and the piano. You totally. know what I mean? And when that piano gets into those bass notes, he's a one man orchestra. Like, reaches into your soul. Yeah, I think almost at this point, just having grown up my entire life with Elton. Mm-hmm. Before he sings, I bet you we could pick out his piano playing. Yeah. We could totally Pepsi challenge that motherfucker. Yeah, 100%. And it, he's doing what, what a really what really good piano, you know, singer-songwriters can do is mess with their, just have that intimate spacing between their attack on the note um, what they're saying, and like, then what they're saying. Corey Amos comes to mind as oh, like yeah. a, a total disciple of Elton. Yeah, totally. In that manner, anyway. Yeah. Like it's just you almost can't separate. Like, you, like you never see Elton uh, just standing in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> you never see Elton just standing at the Michael Eddie Vedder style. He's gonna no. <laughs> yeah, and, and same with uh, uh, Tori. That like they're they're. You cannot separate them from the instruments, like Eddie Van Halen or something. You right, just can't. right, right. They go together. That's a guy like that category, man. They're stuck with it, man, whether they like it or not. Because <laughs> you also don't see Elton go around to anything else. He's not like, and now well, he's going to get on the drums for a bit. <laughs> right, so, although I would love to see that. Yeah. But you got like Stevie Wonder, who's, who's going to play oh, everything. Oh, yeah, play everything. Yeah. No, it's just he, it, it, I'm trying to think of someone else, but it, it's really like just those guys. Yeah, well, Paul starts getting into it too, or maybe he's already he's already been into it. He's for one a while of those now, guys but... that just plays everything. Yeah. Uh, one more single on this record. I found it. What is it? Bad side of the moon. Ooh, the moon. Oh, the dark side. The bad yeah. side. It's pretty big. It's a big topic. Then we had, is... we had just been there in '69. Yeah. yeah. Gus Grissom, nobody gave a shit in 70 when he... Floyd had done it, I think that's 69, Dark Side? I think so. 68, 69. I hope so, because that's on the nose. Well, Dark Side, Bad Side, I like it. Turn my snare up. <laughs> it seems as though I've lived my life on a bad side on the moon to stay your day it's a strong move doing that, man. Yes. <laughs> you gotta be Elton level. God. 
It's so good. Where the Decepticons are, that's why. <laughs> don't want to go over there. God damn, There's another chi- artist singing about robots. Chinese robots. sheds or whatever. <laughs> Didn't that Chinese rover found a shed up there? I don't know. There's some lazy moon people making meth in it or something. I don't know. You really be lazy if you're making meth. No, it's weird. It's a weird dichotomy. Mm-hmm. It is. Only meth on the moon. Fucking conga player back there that again. Guy. That guy's working. I bring him back. Keep that guy in the session. I mean, you might as well do the recording. You can always mix it and yeah. fade him in and out. He know? must have had all the weed. everybody to work on this track yeah and i was just thinking that man and it's like at no time do you feel anybody saying like listen we got to tone it down because elton's the star here no it's like everybody you're Throw all good all out there shine baby mm-hmm. high tide raises all ships elton knows that he understands yeah it's his name on the record fuck yeah be as fly as you want that's my name on the record yeah he's like i'm, I'm not i can take i'm not don't be stupid about it come you on. guys you guys drive i'll just come in here and kill it <laughs> Life. Light. Oh, they're not gonna show me the lyrics of this one. Show me the lyrics. A hard <laughs> whistle came through. Fuck, I must be getting old. That's what old people do. They yeah, do. Yeah. Whistle. Usually, because the dentures. Yeah, but, but no, these are my. That was, that was on the natch. <laughs> I got the whistle moving in before the fake teeth. I'm ready. Bad side of the moon. I'm feeling that. Great song. That it's was a single. Song. You can see why it's a single. I, you know, I think you're right, man. You roll this thing at a dinner party. Not maybe not the whole album, but some cuts off of this. You got dinner party shit. You also got. Yeah. Yeah, I'll dance to that. Dark side of the moon. For sure. Bad side of the moon. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> this is good. This is a good. This. I don't. I don't know if uh, anybody, anybody else ever heard of this album. I think we're just cracking it for the first time. <laughs> it's got famous songs from it, but I mean, it's not the one. I mean, because it's not Yellow Brick Road. It's not Brown Dirt Cowboy or Madman Across the Water. That are just fucking masterworks. Yeah, this is a near masterwork, though. This is like Dude. looking at Van Gogh's sketchbook, right? Yeah, and being it's, like, oh shit, this is all good. gold in there. Yeah, yeah. Gray Seal. It's the next song. Like a, you know, like an aquatic beast. Oh, gray okay. seal, right? Yeah, sure. That's what I'm going with. That Rhodes What does it rain and never say good day to the newborn? On the that big screen, they showed us the sun, but not as bright in life as the real one. <laughs> 
drum rattling when he was doing that tom work like the fantastical here phoenix birds and yeah everyone's going for it here okay so he's getting this is one of the songs you're getting the it's like my octopus teacher singing by the seal <laughs> ringo got a octopus's garden <laughs> Aquatic life we well, yeah, gets a, a great theme. seal. It was, pretty, it was pretty big back in the 70s. Like, I just came from the octopus party. There's no blow whatsoever, mm. but it's plenty of opiates. <laughs> the mellow time under the sea. Could have tried to work up a little video about fish. <laughs> oh, fuck. Vibraphones now? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they had it all at Trident. Good on them for having the restraint and not doing like the full hard day's night. Yeah, on that, which is easy. When you get that many instruments, it's that's a it's easy to do. You could just like train wreck that shit. Yeah, the discord at the end. Yeah, yeah, and it's but, powerful too. Sure, but yeah, good on them for not. They um, they like, live band man. They'll jam out. Elton is not afraid to extend it as it can extend apart. Yeah, if I can get into it, jam out. I love it. Doesn't go nuts with the piano solos either. No, and he's a flashy enough guy, but I mean, he'll take he'll he'll get his from time to time. But <laughs> um, it's not like oh, you're waiting for the piano solo every song. Like he's really yeah. gonna rip it now. But yeah, that's once again, man, he's you can't an enigma. handle uh, ten minutes, Elton John on um, heavy acid, yes, man. Hell no, that's why John Bonham can never play. 
without without just squash all his too much that'd be an awesome fucking that'd be a battle royale because you know El- they're both gotten... percussion instruments <laughs> yeah yeah and he's got no problem playing along with the drum track like i think he likes okay. that shit. now i'm gonna come back around again i wish i'd have seen that john bonham and elton john play yeah, that's all you need they've Fuck. been like the white stripes dude oh my god <laughs> Oh my God! They've been the drunk stripes. Yes, the red stripes. <laughs> <laughs> no, they had plenty of white stripes in their lives. I was going to say the white lines. Yeah, <laughs> Let's bring it home, Chris. Rock and roll, Madonna. He's really, okay. I know him. <laughs> I know him and, and Elton would go on to be friendly if they're not already friendly at this point. Oh, like whatever gets you through the night. Was that the one? Yeah, that mm-hmm. they did together. But um. I mean, we got the bad side of the moon, rock and roll Madonna. Like, and we got where we got Lady Madonna and the Beatles. Right, right, right. You saying they're in dialogue? Maybe I'm just saying, you know, with all the greatness that we're getting on this record, he maybe just naming songs is not Elton's strong. It's, it's probably Bernie, quite honestly. It's Bernie true. T back there being like Bernie T bags. Bernie T bags. <laughs> put Madonna in it. I said I wrote Madonna. Put Madonna in it. Rock and roll Madonna. So she's no lady. Mm-mm. I'm going to find out. A rock and roll suicide was what uh, David Bowie had. It's like they had that magnet poetry. <laughs> you know, we got so many <laughs> words. The William be. Burroughs cut up <laughs> magnets. Uh-huh. Bringing in that fake audience. Little Benny and this proto Benny. Proto Jets. Seventies that would do like these. John Lennon loved a good throwback rock and roll, bougie woogie man. Yeah, and it's just it's what they grew up on, and it's <laughs> it sounds so antiquated. I mean, fifty years on from that, it's it never does it for me. Is what I'm getting at. Like, I got you. You can kind of see where it's coming from. Know I get where it. it's going. I get it. This is the music of your youth. Yeah, you're feeling it. I think that's a lot of what Crocodile Rock was born yeah, out that's of. What I'm feeling and, yeah. and that, but it's just. Save it for Sean and I, you know? <laughs> well, you can see on the Woodstock. Yes, right. Bowser films. was uh, killing it. Showing everybody, all the hippies, look at my muscles, hippies. It's the best because he was not muscular. No, he just had that one little, like, apple right there. This is a murder. Fucking Bowser. It's insane. Of course, you got to give it up with the guy with the piano jacket. The piano player in Shanana was very aware of Elton John. They probably hung out. I do believe. Maybe it was Elton John. Busy guy. He doesn't sleep. He's on cocaine 24 7. He's got needs a job. Not yet. Oh, he's getting smell there. it from here. <laughs> yeah, just the, these things, yeah. they're just always just like. Uh. Yeah. It's like what you play before the last hit on a show. Yeah, like, all right, right. We'll just bury this one back here. Mm-hmm. Number it's gonna shake 18. a tail feather real quick and yeah. get a beer and get ready for candle in the wind because right. we're closing. <laughs> right. Okay. 
And I, li- I like the big saxophones. I'm always a fan. Always a fan. Speaking of Bowie, he always liked to play the big sax, too. I like it because Bowie played the big sax. Yeah, and he's so skinny. Yeah. Holding it, it looks like wider than him. Yeah. He could hide behind it. Look <laughs> like at a saxophone with legs and red hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could blow some sax. This is, yeah, see, for the live show, you you call it, this is, yeah. You've been wonderful tonight. Mm-hmm. Want everybody to drive home safely, God bless. We got about one more. <laughs> We're going to hit this chorus one more time really hard, and I'm going to need some help. <laughs> what? <Well, that's it. laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Well, speaking, there's your Jerry Lee Lewis too. That's that's some Jerry Lee Lewis worship, and I get it. That's got I me. Mean, he's got. How's he not gonna love Jerry Lee Lewis, Little Richard? Yeah. There's another guy. Yes, yes. That you can't really separate from the instrument, and an architect of rock and roll. God damn, you're firing on all cylinders right now. Yeah, how did I only get Little Richard at, at the last song here? He's doing very Little Richard shit right there, but uh. Yeah, okay, that's fine. To, way to end it. I would, uh, I'd like Gray Seal better. I would have swapped him. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't feel as earnest, honestly. You know, but it, it's, okay, here's your second album. First one didn't really do a ton for you, but it got you enough to make a second album and people to trust your talent, trust right. the talent. And this is a little sample of when you go to the live show, it's going <laughs> to sound something like this. So join well, us at Elton John at the... What is it? Hammersmith audience. Yeah, or to, at the Roxy. That was the, this was the live show that made him. Yeah. 1970 and the, with the Hookfoot. With Hookfoot. Hookfoot. <laughs> Hookfoot was doing it. And damn. I mean, would the next record he's doing like stadiums? I don't know. Yeah. It was the yeah. big famous one of him at Dodger Stadium in the, in the Donald Duck outfit or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guy had some costumes man yeah yeah and stuck with it too it wasn't like okay now i'm gonna go to my serious phase like no no i like this shit he he i mean he he had a rough go in the 80s and maybe early 90s fashion wise yeah he like he went through that phase he was wearing like uh the kofi Annan hat (laughs) what's a kofi Annan hat i don't know it's just like the kind of hat that like the african guys wear okay yeah yeah I was thinking suits. I was like, oh yeah, he did oh, yeah, kind of do a did, suit thing for those big bit, suits and big the, suits. like sad songs video. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah, hats. And a little burn and the too. Little, a little David Burn in the there. Little little, sh- what are those little shallow hats that you just supposed to be wiggling them when you wear them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was wearing those a lot. <laughs> a Dickens Street hat. And, yeah. yeah. Didn't he? I feel like he had a, I feel like he has a beanie with a propeller on it. I feel like I've Guaranteed, seen Guaranteed, yes. With the propeller. Oh, yeah, big-ass sunglasses. Big-ass sunglasses. I might have wore that on the Muppet Show, dude. Yeah. I don't know. That's, speaking I, of. Is he? It, yeah. He ain't nobody until you make it to the Muppet <laughs> Show. made it to the Muppets. Um, that look is is crazy iconic. Sound uh, is iconic, but yeah. he. I mean, he... Elton John sunglasses. Anytime yeah. you, you can see somebody with silly sunglasses, I Elton think you John. can still be like... Elton John. Elton John glasses. Who's going to take it from him? Yeah. No, he can't. Who, no, as, they might have tried maybe they tried and died tried 
is the part where I want to thank Elton John. I want to, mostly I want to thank that piano. <laughs> that thing sounds great. And it's kind of the backbone of this. Yeah. Any of this orchestration without a lot of that piano, uh, you know, it, and his voice. I mean, obviously that's kind of the glue it feels yeah. like. That's, you know, otherwise you're like, yeah, it's nice. It's a nice arrangement, nice, nice tracks. words, Bernie. You think Bernie thinks about what words would sound cool when Elton sings them? Totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> After this album, for sure, he was like, Jester, he to check. Spectre. Shakespeare! <laughs> Just fucking Spectre, yeah. I think he spelled it S-P-E-C-T-A-H when he was writing the lyrics out. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to think. You know, I don't know if anyone's ever asked Bernie that. Do you, like, picture him singing these words when you write them? Right. Do you hear his voice when you're writing these words? Huh. After this much time, a bit, I don't know. Let's get him on. Yeah, man. I don't know. Bernie, man, he's just chilling. Yeah, he's just chilling. He's good. <laughs> That'd be shit. Yeah, we'll get him in here. Think uh, not on this episode. That's too late. It's like middle of the night over there right now. Maybe the next episode. Bernie. Top of the pops. Smoke weed every day. You're listening to the TNE Network. Network.